Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, nominations are out. Is it the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame? We give you more bands you should be listening to, and it's Three's Company for our interview with Andy Ferris. We geek out this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, Jack and Mr. Angelino, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. What's going on, everyone? Welcome. What's up? Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. It's a special one today, Dave. A very special one. Yeah, we have a special guest. Who's our guest this week coming up later on? It's going to be Andy the Guitar Geek from YouTube. Yes, we are super psyched. We've been fans of Andy for a long time, and we're really happy that he agreed to come on and... uh Hope you guys enjoy the interview, but that's that's for later on. But right now, we're going to get to some other stuff just to kind of start it off. But uh, what's going on, man? How you been? I've been good. So we got to be have full disclosure right now, Dave. So as Dave and I are doing this video call that how we record the podcast, I just noticed Dave has another amp, new amp that he didn't tell me about. And and now this oh, is we'll gonna, talk about that next. And week. now this is going to kill me the whole time. But it's a, it's a, <laughs> I'm just going to say it's a black star. I don't know what the hell's going on right now. So I just had to get the. Oh, you know, we just got to address the elephant in the room. So <laughs> literally. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well. All right. Hey, thank you to everybody who has been listening lately. Uh, we really appreciate all you guys uh, checking us out on Instagram, on YouTube. Uh, find us on Instagram at Guitar Dads Pod. Uh, same on Twitter and search Guitar Dads on YouTube. We are constantly posting stuff, so we're really looking forward to you guys enjoying it, telling us what you think, uh, and and being along for the ride. Yes. So uh, thank you, yeah, thank as you. we said in the intro, the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are out. Do you want me to read you the list and then you tell me what you think? Yeah, so this is always like a hot a subject for the guitar dads and just for the guitar world in general, people that are rock music fans in general. So yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about um, these Hall of Fame noms, Dave. Read it out. All right, I'm just going to read them out real quick, then we'll go back. Uh, okay. Judas Priest, Rage Against the Machine, Duran Duran, Lionel Richie, Dolly Parton, Carly Simon, A Tribe Called Quest, and here's a big one, Eminem. What do you think of that? Eminem, Let's start there. unbelievable. Do you Let's think he belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? We've we've talked about the rap uh, artists. We've talked in, about in the, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we've talked we've talked about this before. Like it doesn't like we everybody's got to get over. There's nothing more old man shouts at cloud than. Oh, this isn't rock and roll. Why is it in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It's like, guys, a long Agreed. T- a long time ago the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame turned into essentially the pop, you know, Hall of Fame. It's like it's music Hall of Fame is essentially what it is. It's popular music Hall of Fame. So just get over it already. Yeah, it's and that's not what rock it, and that's roll. That's kind of what it should be. Get over yeah, it. Yeah, it's not rock yeah. and roll. It's what it is. I mean, yes, there is a country music Hall of Fame. Again, we've talked about this before. There is a country music Hall of Fame that has a long standing kind of a uh, uh, tradition, but these other genres, 
you know, like rap and hip hop and these different things, they might have their own kind of hall of fames, but they're much smaller and not as recognized as like yes. the rock and roll hall of fame. So I, I think, you know, look, it is appropriate to put these other artists that aren't rock artists traditionally in the hall of fame. That's, that's my opinion. That that's, I think that's a guitar dad stance on this, right, Dave? I think so. You know, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And just really, really quick on this, my, I was, I think it's about freaking time because they've been, they've been nominated a number of times before, but it's about freaking time that Judas Priest is in here. Yeah. I mean, talk about, come on, people, let's vote them in. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, talk about a, a long-standing, legendary band that has sold a ton of stuff, has massive tours. Still to this day, they have massive stadium tours, right? So it's oh, like yeah. these guys deserve to be in the in the rock hall. Like, come on already! And you know, I think Rage Against the Machine is a great one too. I mean, geez, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, this is kind of a hard list for me to pick. for me to pick from but you know the dolly parton thing is interesting because i just called out you know the country music hall of fame she she was like you know i'm sure she's been in the country music hall of fame forever but this is interesting i don't know how many you know traditional country artists are actually in the the hall of fame but dolly kind of transcends that so it's kind of she's not a good case of that she kind of transcends uh genres to a lot of she's written some. yeah that's a good that's a great you know like she's, she's written amazing pop hits you know as well so you know it is what it is with dolly so she probably deserves to be there if we're honest you know so this is but this is yeah this is an interesting list man i mean is there anybody that we think is we can come up with off the top of our heads that's like continually snubbed i i don't i i'm not as prepared for this so i don't know <laughs> you what do you yeah think? i'm not I, i'm not prepared for that question but i think i think um reading the looking at this earlier uh i know i don't know how many times they've been on the ballot but judas priest not to circle back to the same band, but it's like they've been they've been nominated a lot. So if they get snubbed now, it's like it, that's a big snub at this point because I feel like how many times can a band be on the and they don't I don't think they they don't have a limit, right? I mean, is it like the it's not like a sports hall of fame like you're on the ballot like whatever the, I think it's like I don't know what it is, but oh is that yeah true yeah for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like you're 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 either yeah, in you're in, once you've been nominated enough you're out. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean Ju- Judas Priest has been on the ballot quite. You know who you know you know who else is a big snub that's not even on the ballot again is Iron Maiden. Oh yes, right. Yeah, they're not in the that, hall. That of is fame. a big. Yeah, they're definitely. Yeah, yeah. So so that's that's a big one that can. So again, they're not even on the ballot. I mean, this is this is a little bit ridiculous. And again, like it's not like we're even massive fans of the, of this kind of stuff but we are somewhat fans of it and it just it just seems right like these guys are iconic you know it just seems they're absolutely iconic like they yeah even just from there. an icon standpoint yeah yeah it's actually interesting the rock and roll hall of fame ceo actually came out and addressed the uh, last year he addressed why iron maiden wasn't even um wasn't even in i think they were nominated last year and didn't get in and he came out and said like you know it just didn't make it or some bs so <laughs> i don't yeah, know we, we but talked about that in an earlier pod and i forget which episode yeah but we did discuss that yeah so go back and listen yeah. folks yeah go check that out but yeah so um, iron maiden continues to be snubbed not even on it this year what else dave i think you know i think the yeah you know carly simon i think of duran duran definitely Duran Duran, great. I love Duran Duran. I think it's a good shout. You know, are there other bands of yeah, that you think kind it's, of genre? You think it's that another overdue snubbed? band? 
<clears throat> I don't know. What you know what? Th- that's a good point. We should have no we Duran compared Duran notes earlier. Have they been snubbed before? <laughs> I don't think they've been snubbed before. I, I it's possible, but I don't know. I mean, but I feel like there's definitely some more kind of iconic classic rock and just rock bands that probably need to be in there that aren't. But um, you know, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we'll probably end up doing a whole episode on that because that actually is a really interesting topic to me. Like, who has been snubbed and why, and what do we think of it? You know, I mean, and what do we think? I'm sure, of we it, come yeah. up with a but bunch I, of bands. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think we will. But you know, th- I think this is pretty good. I mean, it's good to see Judas Priest on there and Rage on there. Let Let's really hope that they can come through on this. You know, and, yeah, and make it. You no, know? And, and transitioning away from uh, from absolute, you know, uh, mega bands and, and hall of famers, let's move on to some uh, as as we've done in recent weeks. Our uh, our new segment, bands you should be listening to, or whatever we're going to call it. We'll come up with something different every week. But yeah, uh, real quick before we get to our guest Andy Ferris, uh, and I'm going to ask him about this band because I, I wonder if he knows them. Yes, uh, the New Roses. The New Roses is a band that. You know, I, I, thanks to the Apple algorithm popped up and I was like, wow, these guys are killer. I got to check them out. They're from Germany. They've, they've, I think they got four studio albums out if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Okay. Um, And the guy, dude's got a killer voice, uh, that bluesy, like rough kind of, uh, uh, soulful kind of singing. And, um, it's just that, it's that Gibson and Marshall sound. So it's the Gibson Marshall thing that you, so. You Check know, as guitar dads, that is the guitar dad sound is the Gibson and Marshall. It's classic. These yeah, guys are gonna... these guys are doing it right. They got some good songs too. Cause we say this all the time. Like it's not just about can you play a Gibson into a Marshall and get the tone. It, it's about can you write the songs that kind of go along with it and write guitar That's solos right. and riffs and stuff that can really that really embraces that sound. And these guys are doing it. And like Dave said, the singer's and great. They totally do it. The singer's great. So there you go. I mean, that's another that is another band that the guitar dads are bringing you. So there you have it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Check them out for sure. All right. Yeah. So should we finally pull back the curtain? Should we finally do it and um, and bring Andy in? Yeah, let's get Andy out of the green room and have him come on. Okay. So all right. <laughs> Enjoy. I didn't everybody. even know he was. We have a we have a green room now. Yeah, yeah. He's in the green room. We're gonna let him in, and he's got. All right. Yeah, there's like snacks. We'll and, go, there's go, like go. snacks and stuff in there. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. On our, our yeah, little, yeah. like, you know, uh, headstock-shaped coffee table. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly All right. right. All right. All right. Well, well, enjoy the interview, everybody. All right. So we're, here we are. We got our interview coming up next. Uh, today, we have a great one for you. Uh, Andy Ferris, also known as the Guitar Geek on YouTube and in his podcast. I'm sure a lot of you know him. Uh, popular YouTuber and podcaster. Uh, he... Uh, He's joining us now, and if you haven't checked out his content, make sure you do because you're absolutely going to love him. Um, and Andy, thanks so much for taking some time out to join the Guitar Dads. How's it you're going? You're very welcome. It's going very well. It's uh, currently Friday afternoon, and as a Guitar Dad, my kids are going nuts because they want the weekend. But um, I'm stuck <laughs> in my little studio. Very pleased to be talking to you two guys. Thank you for oh, having us. Ah, yeah. Well, thanks, yeah. Sir. Yeah. thanks, Andy, as a fellow Guitar Dad. Um, my kids, actually, both of our kids, Dave and I, are home because it's like sleeting out right now. We we, we live in the Boston area, and it's a massive sleet storm and ice storm. So our kids are home from school and going a little crazy right now. So, yeah, we, we, we know how it is. I'm hoping they don't knock on the door and start coming and bust into this. Yeah, exactly. You know? So 
But um, yeah, we definitely want to talk to you about guitar dad life. But you know, I'm I'm more interested into you know what's you know you've had this YouTube channel going for a while. You had a lot of success. You know, I I I'm interested in how you kind of get started in this and how it grows. You know, I'm I'm sure you probably told this story a few times, but you know, we'd love to hear. You know, how do you, how does this how does one even get how does one even kind of decide to become a YouTuber and and then eventually make it into their job, which is amazing to me. So, <laughs> um, well, uh, I've told this story so many times, it's probably changed several times. So I'll give you the latest version in 2022. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, to go back to the beginning, I, I do this because I love it. Um, I do YouTube because it's fun and I feel very lucky to have to go way back to the start when did I start 2017 I just thought it would be easy honestly <laughs> yeah I thought it'd be easy I thought it would um I saw other people doing it I thought that looks easy because I was running a YouTube channel before that uh, as a singer songwriter and uh, cover artist and that is hard work getting oh, you people were. to listen to your music oh yeah no, yeah oh I've been there yeah I've been there it's that's a tough one so yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I cut my teeth doing that. So I learned the basics of video editing and and cutting things together with that, and that was super hard. And looking back in comparison, this is easier, um, but it's not easy. Uh, and then I just I just had gear, you know, and I thought, well, I like this, and I wonder if other people would like to listen to what I think. And then people just started watching. <laughs> it's there's no secret to it really and then i just kept working harder and longer and got a few lucky breaks and, and i'm still here and now that's what i do all day every day that's awesome that's it, no, that's it's like great. it's so amazing to hear and you, you can do this and we've actually talked about this on the podcast where it's it's amazing to me how you know people like to lament and say it's really difficult to make it as a musician today and, and i think it is right like the labels aren't as interested as they used to be i mean maybe we can talk about that and your thoughts on that but but there's all these other opportunities that come with technology and the internet now right whether it's podcasts or or youtube is, the, is a huge one right and um and and to me that's really cool that people can do this like real musicians can do this and make a living out of it in a way that they couldn't do 20 years ago right like it just wasn't a thing so it's amazing that you were able to kind of carve this out and do it and um and so and i think that's great for all i think that's great for like the guitar world as well right so so yeah but i, I hope I, so <laughs> well that's another <laughs> thing i wanted to talk to you about is you know this youtube thing is really interesting, right? Because it kind of perpetuates itself to some extent, right? It's like this gear coming out, it supports these, these channels. All right. And then, you know, and then people buy more gear and it continues. And it's just like, it's just amazing. Like, like I could, like, I really started getting into guitar, maybe, I don't know. I've been playing guitar for a long, long time, but I really started getting into gear heavy, maybe about six years or so ago, right? Started with a couple electrics. I, I always just had acoustics and then I got into a couple electrics and now like it's all this and I got cases over here. So it's like, it's an obsessive thing. Right. And I think it, I think this YouTube thing really like helps that along. Sure. Right. And it kind of helps the industry. Like what's your thought on like how, how YouTubers, especially kind of stuff that you do doing, doing demos and other kind of content, how does that kind of, how does that work in the kind of industry to you? Do you think it's like it's it's 
I don't know, just what, what, are, what are your thoughts on this whole kind of, you know, in, in industry with, with YouTubers and gears and stuff like that? Well, uh, first, <laughs> I think it has changed considerably in the last two years. And it also changed before that three years ago, it got a lot more intense, a lot more saturated, a lot more people doing it, a lot more accessible. Um, yeah. I will be honest now, I, I probably would not start a channel now. I, I don't think okay. I have the the strength and the tenacity to do that now because so many people are doing it. Yeah. And um, when I started, I, I was absolutely focused, tenacious, and just there was no other option than to, to succeed. But the... Uh, from the YouTuber side, there is no such thing as a success because you're constantly chasing numbers. Um, mm. uh, to to shout my own numbers for a moment, I'm on. I'm going to hit fifty thousand subs very soon. Wow! Which, awesome! That's great. Yeah. Thank you. But <laughs> I have to be honest. Yeah. It, it sounds so small to me. It, yeah. It's no, awful. I hear you. Yep. Uh, I hear and you. And that is yeah. awful. Um, I remember. Uh, I remember having 4,000 subs when subscription numbers were uh, a good indication of how large a channel was. Yeah. And I was walking around the music messer in Germany trying to get companies to talk to me and come on camera with me. And they were like, how many subscribers do you have? And I said, I have 4,000. And they said, that's not very many. I was like, Ouch. <laughs> um, Yikes. But now it's changed. Now it's changed a lot. It's It's more companies brands are more switched on they're more um favorable towards working with youtubers mm -hmm. viewers have there's, there's enough viewers and enough uh youtubers to go around so everybody finds the right mix and i think that is super important uh mm -hmm. to find the right mix of uh companies to work with if, if that's your thing and then people that want to view your channel and just to decide what it is that you offer that's a little bit different to everybody else. And, and as you said, you check out um, many, many YouTube channels and podcasts, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's hopefully enough to go around. What's, the worst thing is when someone who doesn't fit your channel finds your channel. Oh, this guy sucks. He can't play. <laughs> <laughs> He's not funny. He's, you know, it, yeah. it, there's just no fit. No, and I get what, it. When yeah. I began, when I began, it was like, oh, that really hurts. But now I realize it's just there's no fit between that viewer and me as a right. YouTuber. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. There's so much there's so much, as you said, there's so much content out there and it's going to it's either going to mix with certain people or it's not. And that's OK. But what it how what, how long did it really take you to, to figure out like kind of your lane with YouTube and what you wanted to offer and what you were comfortable putting out there did that take you uh, a long time to get uh, comfortable with that or? Dave, I'm, I'm still getting comfortable. As I said, it changes, it evolves. Um, way back when, I, I guess I had several breakthroughs and um, sort of there were milestones very early on that, that for me said, okay, that content, we didn't even call it content then, we just called it videos, you know? It's just videos. Content is, yeah, it was stuff. Right, uh, yeah, um, it's just stuff you did, yeah. I was, I was making stuff there was certainly, um, it was the budget stuff that really hit me at first. Like I did it, which I still have, it's right there on the wall next to me. Um, people that still one of my most best performing video series. There was the Boss Katana, which yep. I came quite late to the game to. It was still, it was already out like a year and a half by the time I started making videos about it. But I, I really fell in love with that app and got in deep and just focused on that a lot. But then realized that I had made a rod for my own back because people were referring to me the to the Boss Katana guy. And I thought, well, I've got to mm. kind of grow out of that. Mm. Um, 
but whereas feeling comfortable, I guess um, it's just about being being myself or being oneself in front of some cameras. And that I actually watched some of my older videos about two or three days ago uh, on the Boss Katana. Yeah. And I'm like this robot. Hello, I am Andy, <laughs> the guitar geek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's, it's just about being comfortable and, and ultimately loving what you're doing and believing in it. And, and then that must come across in what you're doing. Um, it's not about being a great guitar player, which often people think. Yeah, but yeah, I can I can definitely vouch for that. Trying to get my <laughs> get comfortable posting videos and knowing that man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some criticism for this plan. But hey, you know, I'm gonna put it out there. Absolutely. But no, you and you definitely have a lot. Of, I I feel like you're you're one of those uh, uh, content creators who puts out a lot of like the way you present is very unique to compared to a lot of other um, popular channels out there, which I think is great and I think attracts a lot of people to your to your content. Um, to the point that even now, look at, like, I saw your video uh, recently. Now you're going to become a metal player. Is this true? <laughs> <laughs> I've been really getting into metal. Really? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's really appealing to me. And really the, the inspiration between that was my son. He's four years old and he, he is the st strongest music critic I've ever met. He, no, I don't like that. <laughs> yes, I like that. Um, and, and he just turned me on to like, okay, really defining genres which doesn't happen so much anymore there's a lot of genre hopping and mixing which is absolutely fine but he he doesn't know what it is but he knows that he's into punk at the moment the ramones are his favorite oh, really? band. and then <laughs> uh, and he'll he'll judge other songs and like I, i'm 40 so I, I remember what it was like you know being genre specific yeah and yeah, um yeah. he could stay within a genre and i could throw him something else that isn't punk and he'd say no no i don't like that um so i we would that was in a metal phase where we, we did metal together and i've come from a grunge background and, and sort of grungy rock and metal was kind of the opposite of what i grew up with this exact precise fluid playing and um it just it intrigues me as a player it's something new that i haven't ever done and the more i do it the more i watch the more i listen uh it excites me. I've got to keep things new and keep evolving. Cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. You got to watch out. You might turn into like Ola England and, you know, have some... <laughs> you're a metal channel. And it's, I love Ola, by the way. He's so he's hysterical and he's so that, good. But yeah. There could be worse yeah. things to turn into. I think. No, yeah. no. I think that's, that's right. right. I think, well, that, well, you know, that's interesting too, because I did actually notice that the metal thing, I mean, I mean, that could be like a strategic thing for you as well, because the metal thing seems to sell incredibly well. I think most of the younger players, maybe not most, but my, my sense is a ton of younger players are really into the metal, right? And the metal channels seem to be some of the bigger channels in guitar guitar land, except for, you know, Absolutely. except for the channels that are about, you know, kind of teaching and stuff. Um, so, but the metal channel seemed to do incredibly well, like Ola and, and a bunch of others, you know, Rob yeah. Scallon and Jared yeah. Dines and the whole gang there. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe that's, you know, you can start to get in on some of those metal kids, you know, <laughs> so they will find me. They'll they, find me to be a fraud fraud. They'll be like, fraud. this guy's not a metal player. <laughs> um, no, but that's really that, interesting. Yeah. No, go well, ahead. That Dave. will probably is, is that gonna that will open up a whole Pandora's box, right? As we know with with gas and in the in the gear need now. If you're gonna start exploring metal, you're gonna have to start. Are you what what kind of gear are you looking to uh to Ga obtain now? Gas is right. Well, <laughs> yeah, gas it is really, really, really is. Is. <laughs> I have um 
I mean, amp-wise, I'm running a, an Engel Fireball 25 for my heavier stuff. Oh, uh, that's pretty metal. amazing clean. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. I, I really found a love for that little amp. Uh, but great. I've since fallen in love with the Iron Ball. Um, that's, that's an even oh. better amp. So I'm, oh, okay. uh, I might be switching that out. Um, I do a lot of work with Ibanez. So that's naturally, oh, um, okay. it can lean towards metal. Um, I'm friends with Rob Chapman. So, you know, there's a, a Chapman guitar knocking around every so often. The, oh, yeah. You know, Chapman, that might happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. I mean, guitar is guitar is guitar for me. And I, I know that it's good business to focus on one thing, but I get bored very easily and sure. I need to mix it up and change it around. And I probably should do that less, but <laughs> I guess I, I can't stop it. I think that's true of, I think that's true of a lot of us, right? I mean, it's, it's constant. You're constantly, you know, you're, you're getting into one thing, you enjoy it. And then you start seeing or hearing somebody else do something that you, 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 you might think, Oh, that could be me. And then you start exploring a whole different thing. And then that opens up a whole Pandora's box. So it's, it's never ending. But I, but you know, you know, Andy, I think that's really cool because you know, that's how a lot of us are as guitarists, right? Like we love to just jump around and try kind of different things. And that's what keeps it fresh too. Right. I mean, Dave and I, you know, if you listen to our podcast, we're pretty much like Marshall and Les Paul and that kind of classic rocks sound is what we love. You know, like we were, mm -hmm. we're about your, your age as well. We're both uh, 43. So we really grew up in that grunge era as well. We love the grunge, but we really like in high school, we were super into, you know, like Zeppelin and Hendrix and the classic rock and then you know and also like the we really love the 80s stuff right we love the hair metal and we love the grunge and so so like we kind of we kind of like that's our home right and you're saying like grunge is more your home but yeah then we love to get into all this other stuff as well right like Dave Dave actually always gives me a hard time because I'm not as into the metal and he's like you got to check this out you got to check this band out and this band out and then I listen to him I'm like wow like that guitar playing is absolutely incredible and it's like how are they doing that and then you kind of get into it a little bit so I think that kind of helps as a channel as you you bounce around to some different things right so just my opinion for whatever that's worth but yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. Um, I have <laughs> analytics as long as my arm, but they don't really make much sense. And, and I think the worst thing I could possibly do is focus too much on the numbers and just keep doing what entertains me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no. hopefully the channel grows and the viewers move around and grow with me. And, and if they want to leave, they leave. You know, that's one of the best things is um, as a YouTuber, people will leave. People will get bored of, of your, your shtick um, and new people come along. So uh, you've got to be okay with that and comfortable with, with people leaving the channel, which was hard at first. But that's interesting. It's, it's about yeah. refining that relationship again, about yeah. you know, the viewer um, content creator relationship. Yeah, no, that's really interesting you bring that up because Dave and I have actually had that conversation. I mean, we mainly do this as a hobby thing. We both have jobs, of course, but, um, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, maybe we should focus on certain things that might get a little more clicks and downloads. Right. And then, and then we kind of, we batted around a little bit and then we just said, you know, that's, it's going to come, it's not going to, it's going to come across in the content that they, this is not what we're into. 
right? Like that if you're not genuine about what you're doing, then it's not going to, you know, really connect with people. And I think that's what you're, that's what you're saying here is I'm going to do what I like and that's going to come up. And it does come across in your content, Andy, right? That like, like, I think I found you on the Katana stuff and it was like, you're dialed into this thing, right? And that you, you see that through the videos. And I think that's what makes you YouTubers good, right? Is there a kind of excitement of yeah. what they're doing, right? So. Yeah. I think so. I think there's, um, you've, it's just about honesty and authenticity. And sadly, when it turns into a job, there are times when you have to make hard decisions. Um, whereas do I want to put more food on the table or do I want to stay true and authentic to the people that are watching the channel? Yeah. And yeah. as a YouTuber that gets paid to make videos, it's yeah. sometimes hard to communicate that with the people that are watching that, I am being honest when I say I like this or I don't yep. like this. Yep. And yep. Um, it's, it's also hard sometimes with companies because companies can send me things that are not so good. And then we get into massive debates about whether I'm allowed to post the video. Um, well, I always post the video. The, the, the companies never stop me from posting a video. Interesting. But I have said, hmm. I've, I've said I will not take the money for that video. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, good, not always, good, good for I mean, you, though. Yeah, I mean, without the viewers, you are nothing. Anybody that forgets that the viewers is the reason you exist, you are zero. Without your listeners right now, the, hello, people listening. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, there, there is no podcast. There is no show. There is there's nothing. There's no use in doing it. No, I think that's right. I was. I'm really happy you went there because that's. I wanted to go there. I wanted to go sure, there. You, I wanted to go there about what what. And you said it right. How do you deal with gear? You're getting paid to to demo this gear, right? And I and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. If you believe that YouTubers, you know, don't get paid for gear and there isn't a relationship going on and it's like a hundred percent authentic and everything, like you gotta you gotta take a, some things with a little bit of grain of salt. But that's why I think channels like yours and like Ryan from 60 Cycle and a few others are really like clear on that. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and if you're honest about it, I think it comes through to me as a viewer when I know you're being honest about it. Right. And you won't review stuff. That's just crap. Right. <laughs> and so, I, and so I have done, I have done, <laughs> and I've yeah. learned from that experience. Um, <laughs> I've absolutely trashed stuff in some videos. I was particularly rude about the Fender Mustang GT40, for example. Oh and yeah. That still, still haunts me. Still haunts me. And the Marshall Code still haunts me. Crap gear, awful gear. But yeah. but maybe I could have been more uh polite. I don't know. It's again things change and people the videos are still there and people can watch them in 2022, videos that were mm. made in 2019, 2018. Mm. And the world has changed considerably. Mm, but mm, mm. with regards to honesty and making videos about products that you, you need to be honest about it does nobody any favors by lying because if I present a product to a pedal, for example, to, to my viewers and 10 people go and buy it that week, for example, and 10 people realize that I wasn't telling the truth, those 10 people are going to say something or, or at least a percentage of them, one yeah. maybe. Yeah. And then you scale those numbers up and suddenly you've got hundreds of people saying, well, my experience with this pedal is different. So yeah. lying gets, gets you nowhere. Yeah. Oh no, it's absolutely true. Um, I just yeah. want to shift gears to something else real quick here. Cause I think another thing that isn't uh, one thing that's uh, that you don't see a ton of on YouTube 
you see a lot of lessons and you see a lot of, you know, how to play this song or scales or what have you. Um, and, but you recently did a video about practice and I don't, you don't see a lot of videos about, about how to practice. And you had, you put out a lot of good suggestions about kind of tricking your brain into actually practicing. Can you talk about that video a little bit more and what, where, where that kind of came from? Yeah. Uh, I got paid. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, sorry. Um, my, the, I have the angel and the devil on my shoulders and, and the devil often, <laughs> often wins, even if he's not telling the truth. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to make something that I needed to make for myself because practice for me is, um, is hard. I, I, practice for everybody is hard, I know, but um, and you can play some soft violin music in the background if you like, but when, it, when guitar is your job, <laughs> it's kind of hard to, to define between when you're working and when you're playing for yourself and then when you're trying to progress. So I just had to trick my brain. So I thought, well, this is interesting for a video. Um, and then I looked at it from a YouTuber point of view. Okay, I can make it, I could use the Positive Grid Spark because that is the amp that I practice with because it's, it's got everything. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not perfect, but it's it's full of good stuff. Uh, drums, drum machine, tones, you know, portability. It's great. And then um, I just put it into a kind of list format because list formats work on YouTube, and then it worked well. So expect some more of that. Um, oh, cool. But yeah. yeah, the real reason is I made it because that's what I wanted to to watch. Yeah, I, I, I really like that because, I mean, that was somewhat of a controversial thing, that positive grid spark, right? I mean, it, it's been a little yeah. controversial across the guitar kind of world, but um, but I think, you know, it's, yeah, I've, I've seen some YouTubers get into arguments about that, right? I know like Ryan had a little bit of a hard time with it and some other people did, but some people like yourself just absolutely loved it. I'd say overall people actually love that thing. Um, but anyway, but yeah, but I think that's like a creative way to do it, right? To say like, let's, you know, this is the tool that we're talking about and whether you get paid to talk about that tool or not. And then this is it. I love those kind of videos when it's like, I know this is like essentially an advertisement for this thing, but it's useful content content right that that right. stuff is so great when i see good youtubers do it um because it's like well i'm getting something out of this it's not just you know an advertisement of this thing for me in a demo it's, it's about of... value isn't it yeah. um yeah I, you have to create something that gives some value not just opinion i mean it's fine it's fine to be entertained and and most of my stuff comes from a point of okay i want to entertain someone there's yeah. got to be some information in there or it's got to be so silly or stupid that it's just pure um what did i just watch for five minutes you know that that's that happens occasionally yeah but, uh <laughs> yeah with with the spark it's it's very easy to make content with that thing because um i i do use it uh to mm. to practice so i just wrote down well how do i use it and then and then suddenly there was a video well, cool. Several days later. Several days later, you had the. So we've actually talked about practice, and we I think we specifically talked about practice and practice amps on one of our uh, podcasts. And I mean, obviously, you're you're you you're using the Spark. Um, you know, we we I mean, me I'm of the opinion that stuff like like the Line Six Helix stuff is incredible for practice because you can do it like using studio monitors or headphones. It's amazing for that. Like we kind of gave everybody a rundown of this is what these are ways to do it because i think a lot of people they really love their their tube amps 
And then they're like, I can't practice with this late at night, especially being a guitar dad or parent, you know, it's like, how do mm -hmm. I practice with this screaming loud thing? Especially if I like, you know, a lot of us don't have the luxury of, um, you know, other people don't have the luxury of having like studios and stuff, but, um, you know, how do you practice with that? So the grid, the, 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 the spark is an amazing tool for that kind of thing. Right. But are there other kind of tools you use for like low volume practice or, or do you? Yeah, kind of, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what are your um, thoughts on low volume practice gear? I, I, I don't know because <laughs> uh, I'm lucky enough to, as I work in, I have a lot of gear. So yeah, yeah, if yeah, I was yeah. using, I don't, I don't practice with my tube amps, okay. but if I do play with them, I have the capture X from two notes. Yep. So yep. Awesome piece that of works for me every time. Um, I actually have a video coming up very soon. I don't know when this is airing, but uh, the different ways to practice and the spark is in there. Of course, it's my favorite amp, but that's not always convenient. So yeah. uh, the Fender Mustang headphone amp plugin thing. Oh, okay. That is cool. Phenomenal. Oh, interesting. Huh. Phenomenal. I took that on a holiday um to croatia and i sat on the beach on a rock looking out at the waves playing my mexican <laughs> fender with this thing oh that's incredible that's yeah. Pretty uh, yeah it was really inspiring is the wrong word it was really a pleasure to be a guitar player um in the sunshine and and it was so convenient um it's awesome however i've since one-upped that with the the more gtrs so the, okay. the more um, guitar that's got basically a, 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 an effects processor built into it. And you can oh, plug headphones directly into I've that. I've seen that. Yeah, that's insane. Okay, that's cool. And it sounds good, huh? It does. I mean, yeah. it's 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 never, it's, everything's a compromise, right? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. But if you know how to tweak those things, it, it can sound um, pleasing to the ear. For me, it's always if you lose yourself in what you're doing. You know, if you, if yeah. you stop thinking about what you're doing and just lose yourself, then it then it's good. It's good then enough it's, at the very least. Yeah, exactly. Then it is good. Yeah, it was um, so funny. Like I think I gave. I think like I wrote. I wrote like you know how you know how uh, what is it? Is it sixty cycle? He loves his rude and nasty comments. I wrote something about that when he did a demo of that Fender thing, just because I thought it looked so lame. I'm like, come on, that thing can't sound good, <laughs> and it did. And his his video sounded pretty good. And he like highlighted my comment. He was like, oh yeah, look at look at this. <laughs> And I was like, I was, like well, I was like, sorry, yeah. man. I mean, I just, it looks lame, but it, I guess it's, I guess it's a good little, little piece of gear and you're the, you're, and now you're saying it as well. So I, you know, maybe I'll believe it. So <laughs> the Mustang. It's well, I, different people like different things, but it's also yeah. an audio interface. So you can come straight at you. Oh, it is. I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. That's, that's actually yeah. pretty cool for that and little that little it's tiny under 100 thing. bucks yeah that so. little tiny thing wow, wow. That's, that's a good value right so cool um yeah. awesome andy you'll quickly you'll quickly learn uh during this time that matt can be very opinionated but you can shift his opinion during the conversation if you try <laughs> <laughs> i'm very flexible All but right. i do i start off from a place of um you know strong views and then i'm and then i get flexible on it but that's okay but that's kind of what we do on this podcast as well we just tell you what we think you know because we don't because we're <laughs> not at the, we're Good. not at the point where anybody's paying us anything so we don't really care <laughs> we just say what we want to say um you know but if you yeah, do want to pay us if you don't want to pay us we'll that's tell you, how you, you should know. that's how you should just continue okay good, good that's right know. good to know um um, but yeah, Andy, since this is a guitar dad's podcast and you're a guitar dad, let's talk about like, what's that like? What's that like 
for you as a, you know, you work in this, in this world, we do it as a kind of major hobby. I play in a, in a cover band and um, that kind of, you know, takes time away from the family and the kids. And, you know, then we do this thing as well. So it's, it's still a major part of our lives, but how do you, you know, how do you kind of deal with that as a guitar dad, you know, like, you know, obviously it's your job, so it's different than what we're kind of dealing with, kind of juggling like an intense hobby and and you're doing it as a job. But I'm interested in like, you know, how do you kind of juggle this, this kind of life with, with, as a guitar dad, right? And then, and then the other thing that I think is probably a little bit more interesting is, um, you know, how do you, you mentioned your son is really, is really into, into uh, punk rock and stuff. You know, how do you f- foster that as a parent? Right. Because I think that's something all of us kind of struggle with. Like my kids have my, my kids are 11 and, and eight and each of them has like two guitars that they never play. Right. <laughs> so, Like, how do you how, oh, do you, no. how, how do you foster this? Right, Andy? And, you know, just tell me about guitar dad life. Um, well, uh, I've got two kids. My son yeah. is four. My daughter's six. Okay. And um, I worked with children and I was a um a community what was it called a community musician and music therapist oh wow uh, okay i didn't realize oh, that was cool. your ba- i didn't realize that was your background okay amazing okay very cool yeah so i i used music to help young people uh through difficult times kids that i say kids it's not fair to say kids young teenagers as well that either had no parents or were between homes or some sort of situation where uh life wasn't exactly great and um, we had a, a, a studio and they could come and they could form a band or they could just smash the crap out of a drum kit or, or thrash <laughs> a guitar. Um, and that, so that's where I've come from. So I've, I wasn't obviously a guitar dad back then, but I was working with kids and young people with music. Um, and just, it was really cool. You're just seeing these people, pick up uh, an instrument for the first time and being able being allowed to to make noise you know to do anything they want and there are no rules and um that was great so i've come from that side and that part of life so it's really hard and i think you, you probably agree to not force music upon your kids because totally. you're like i wow. see the advantage and i i totally believe that music um music teaches more than just the instrument or just the song it teaches all the social skills or the concentration the discipline the dedication um the fact that you have to give up certain things in order to just you know you can't do everything you can't watch tv all night and learn an instrument you you have to choose and, and discipline yourself mm. so with mm. my kids um i want them to play music but i haven't forced it upon them they've had they have Lug guitars. Have you heard of these? Yeah. Are those, those, are those those like four string jobs or what are those? Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, three strings. They're, they've got, three, um, oh, three they've got the top okay. three strings. So the e, oh, okay. e, B and G strings. Uh, okay. So if you play a D chord, for example, you can uh, transfer that to a six string guitar. So it's, yeah. it's exactly the same tuning. They have them. My daughter has an acoustic pink one. My son has a black uh, electric one. And he's got a little, uh, little Nux amp. And, okay. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. They he's, pick he's... it up every now and again. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. So that that's, that's like a good, your. That's a... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Dave. sorry. Go ahead, Matt. 
No, 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 no. You, you go. I've, I've talked. No, I was going to say that. That's. I think that's an excellent point because you can't. There's only so much. You can't. Certainly with anything else, you can't really force your kids, force anything onto your kids. But it's really cool. I think as, as all three of us are music lovers, it's really cool when we see our kids start to enjoy these things. And you know, it's it's hard to not want to kind of push that a little bit more, because we want them to become that. But you just have to kind of step back a little bit and then just kind of enjoy what they're enjoying with you. Um, and just kind of let it go from there on their own, you know? Yeah. So I think it's a yeah. really good point. It's, it's hard to, uh, it's actually, no, it's not hard to restrain myself because mm. I'm super busy. Yeah. You got enough to <laughs> right. do. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel the same way. Because, I feel the same way. So because my son got into the Ramones like this week, <laughs> which is, you know, for kids, that's forever. But it's for in, in adult years, it's only two or three days. That's right. Um, he wants to learn Blitzkrieg Bop. Okay. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So an A chord and, and, you know, it's pretty easy on the loop guitar because it's just a couple of fingers. Yeah. And, yeah. and thrashing, which is what he loves to do most. Um, wow. This is great. You might have, you might be yeah. onto something here, Andy. That's pretty cool. Um, well, he has the passion. He has the passion and the energy. So, you know, there's just a, a few other things missing. Yeah, exactly right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> just got to do, do some practicing. Yeah. No, I've had a similar experience where I've just kind of given it to make it available. And if they're interested, they're interested, you know, and, yeah. and that's how I roll. My daughter, my daughter really, she likes some of that like ukulele type of music, you know, that the kids are, are playing these days. So, um, you know, she's got a ukulele and, and she does pretty well with it and she can play a couple of songs, but, but, you know, she, it comes and goes, right. It's like, sometimes she wants to do it. Sometimes she doesn't. And, um, you know, so I just, and I, and sometimes I tell her, I'm like, I can show you, you know, I can show you those chords if you want to, you want to learn them. And she's just like, no, no, it's okay. And I'm like, all right. So I think you're right. Just backing off and, you know, letting it, I think the best we can do as parents on this stuff is it's available and it's there. And if they want to right. do it, we support it, but we're not going to say you must go and practice. And, you know, I think, you know, I, I wasn't forced to take, take like any, like, like whether it was piano or anything else as a kid, but I know a lot of people who were, and they were like, Oh no, I don't want to play the piano. Cause I was just forced to do it every day after school for like five years, you know? So anyway, so, but I think that's the best thing to do as, as guitar parents. <laughs> Yeah, my, I mean, my, my, I have two, I have two, two daughters. Uh, they're uh, eight and five, but my eight year old wanted to, at school a couple of years ago before the pandemic. They were doing like a, you know, get to know instrument kind of thing after school. And uh, so we, she wanted to try guitar. And so we got her a little, you know, uh, inexpensive little tiny acoustic just to kind of learn on, but she couldn't get back. She got so frustrated with just the tune, the idea of like tuning it. And I was trying to teach her like, you know, a, a chord or two. And, but I kind of, I had to, I had to just step back and say, okay, she's not, you know, she's getting frustrated. I've been there. I'm not going to push her. She doesn't want to do it, but we have a, you know, we have a piano in our house that both kids love. And I think that might, you know, that might be their, their, their jam right now. So oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. might have to put the guitar down and go, go the piano route, you know? Whatever works, I say. As know. long as something's being done, I think it's a big advantage. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Music yeah. is music. Music is music. Yeah. I, I, I always regret not learning the piano. Um, that's a big, big regret of mine. Yeah. My, my mother was a, or is a, a music uh, piano teacher. Oh, um, no oh wow. So we had kids at our house every day, two per day, uh, learning piano. And she, she didn't ever force me, but she was, she wanted to, to me to do it. But it's, I found it very hard learning something from someone who was also then, you know, 
in discussion with about how the state of my bedroom was, for example. Or... <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, no, it, it, I, it was know. hard. It was very hard, but I, yeah. I regret it big time. Yeah. Well, it's never too late, right, Andy? While it adds too late, I'm not going to learn piano at this age. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's never too late. You can learn. <laughs> Did I? Do I have the desire I, at this age to learn piano? I probably not. But anyway, yeah, yeah. You can come over to my house. I'll show you where middle C is and you'll go from there. Yeah. Well, that? actually, we that. actually inherit. Then we'll, piano, then we'll start a so piano we'll... podcast. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah. Piano dads doesn't have the same ring to it. As piano, dad, <laughs> piano dads does not have the same cast. Piano dads. But, anyway. Uh, guitar dads. I like it. I like, like piano dads. I think that's okay. Cool. okay we well, can... you know, Andy, we were thinking about, you know, starting... <laughs> yeah, we could see. There you go. We got to. New you know, idea. Andy, we were thinking about starting a whole franchise of this dad stuff. Like, you know, we're into skiing as well. Well, you're in Austria. I wonder if you ski, you know, ski dads. That's one um, one thing. And then um, and then, you know, whether lawn dads, you know, all this dad stuff, <laughs> just franchise it. Up. So, you know, if you're interested in starting one of these dads podcasts, you know, we got the um, we can we can help you out there. So just let us know. I, I Yeah, we'll, we'll think about it. I, I'm, I'm certainly. I'll try and find another hour in the day, but I'm I'm certainly not right. saying no at this stage. <laughs> You're interested yeah. in dads, <laughs> but um, but that's actually interesting because we did because you are in Europe, right? And we kind of mm-hmm. wanted to talk to you about. You know what's what's the scene like over there, right? I mean, you're in you're in Austria. I actually don't know a lot about kind of what goes on in Austria in the in the music scene, but I do know like some of our favorite bands tend to come through there on their on their European tours and things like that. I know Germany is is huge for rock type of type of stuff and metal and but what's it, what's it like like being in being in Europe and you know in the scene and stuff over there. You know, obviously the pandemic has put a huge kind of damper on live stuff and different things going on. But, you know, what, what, what do you see as and basically, have you always lived in Europe or is it is have you been in Austria or have you, you know, what, what, what's your background there? OK, lots of questions. Um, <laughs> I, rapid fire. Yeah, sorry. I said I wasn't going to agree. And then I'm Hang like, on. just uh, tell me everything. <laughs> yes, yes. No. Four times. Um, so I'm British. You might yep. have guessed from the accent. Yep. I come from a small, small village in the southwest of Gloucestershire in a place called the Forest of Dean. No, oh, cool. um, it's it's beautiful, but it's it was never for. I miss my family. Let's in case they're listening. Um, <laughs> but um, the area did not deliver what I needed it to deliver to make me happy. So I always okay. knew that I was going to move away somewhere. Um, I lived in many cities in the UK. I was okay. uh, in, in my job and I used to, to move very, very regularly. So I've lived in many of the major cities. I ended up moving to Swansea in Wales and then lost that job uh, in 2009 and ended up with my best friend traveling Europe with a guitar. Oh, um, okay. Um, okay. We lived in my car and I would busk on the streets of Europe, of mainly France uh, and Spain. And yeah, I got to see a lot of cool things, meet a really good bunch of people and then met an Austrian girl uh, in France. And now I live here. So that was 10, 11 years ago, depending on which one of us you ask. Mm. And I've been here ever since. Uh, Regarding the music scene, I have to put a small small caveat in case any Austrians are listening. Uh, Sorry, Austria. (laughs) Austria is a beautiful country. It's got we, many positive things going for it. A we, music we, scene is we, not is not one of those things. Oh, okay. I was going to say we do oh, have some listeners. In Europe. Yeah. So, so what does that mean? Does that mean like there's no there's no really like live scene that happens over there, 
in general? Well, I live in a place called Upper Austria, and okay. um, that is near Linz, and about okay. an hour from Germany and a few other countries. And it's it's a small village again. I'm back in a small village, oh, yeah. so totally. I can't say I'm in Vienna and there's no music scene. There absolutely is a music scene in Vienna. Okay. Um, but the biggest the biggest surprise to me was when I moved here. There was no live music in the local bars, whereas in England. Um, there'd be you know music three times a week, or almost in every pub within you know fifteen minutes driving or, or whatever. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. So, and as a as a musician here, as, as playing live in covers bands, um, yeah. there's this weird thing where they only book you once a year. <laughs> so that is you weird. find a new venue, and uh, uh, we played this we played this amazing venue. It was a Harley Davidson shop and restaurant, and they oh, sold cool. Harleys, and they did burgers, and there was this big stage, and the place had Johnny Cash photos and Willie Nelson paintings and all this really cool country bluegrass vibe, and we were uh, a country kind of bluegrass band. Oh, cool. And the manager said, that was fantastic. The show was amazing. Really great show. We loved you. I said, can we get you back next year? Well, what do you mean? And that's when I learned that they only book you once every 12 months, which... I don't know why that is. And if anyone's listening that knows, please contact me and tell me because it's that's, insane. That's, that's so un- weird. That's un- is do it they, because, do is they it- just have that many bands that they're, they're trying to bring in there or is it just. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. There's not that many, but it's, I don't know. Uh, one place booked us twice a year and that was unusual. Mm. Uh, I don't know. So there's this, what I'm trying to say is the, the momentum is hard to keep mm-hmm. because you, you're trying if to it's find once a year time yeah. And, yeah and you have to keep finding new venues that's interesting. yeah that's crazy well that was I mean, my experience you know your, your mileage may vary yeah your mileage may vary you know in austria maybe we <laughs> were just crap maybe we were just being polite <laughs> 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 yeah but usually that doesn't matter right it's not about how if the music is good it's a matter of the people are having a good time right the patrons are having fun yeah. right so and if they had a fun time you think they'd want you back but that's kind of interesting Jeez, geez, Andy. Wow. Yeah. So it's a little rough to, to say the least. But Dave and I actually, we're going to talk about this on a future pod as one of our topics is, you know, especially when the pandemic, you know, you can almost say post pandemic, post kind of lockdown times now, even around us in this Boston area, the local scene is, is really dwindling right? Live music is dwindling. Like I live mm-hmm. on the North shore and, um, and not too far from Gloucester. You're from Gloucestershire where, you know, I'm not too far from Gloucester, Massachusetts. And, um, there's, you know, used to be a handful of bars in this area that would have covers bands and some did original bands. And, and now, you know, there's only maybe one or two after the pandemic. And it's really like a sad, sad thing. And, and, and even like in Boston, you know, I grew up, you know, playing in the, you know, in college and, and after college playing like the local kind of original band scene in Boston. And that's down to a couple of venues, maybe one that like local original bands can play. Wow. Um, and it used to be like five, six, seven that were that I would play at regularly. Right. Dave, like Dave was always there hanging out at these yeah. places with me. And now it's, it's like the middle East in Cambridge. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's kind of a famous place, but like, that's the, that's literally the only place where like original bands can play. Right. Um, like local original bands can get their foot foot in the door. The rest of it, we still have our v- venues where the bigger touring acts come through, but that's it. 
right? So it's kind of a- Yeah, the scene was kind of, yeah. it was kind of dying down a little bit even before the pandemic. And it was, the pandemic was almost just the straw that broke the camel's back to, to yeah. some degree because, you know, you weren't, it was really tough to find like a, a good venue that had a consistently- uh, strong music scene, you know, yeah, like Matt yeah. said. So, well, well I, I was mean, bummed, hopefully it comes yeah. back at some point. I was bummed out because I just got a cover band. I got myself into a covers band and we were playing at a great, we were going to play at a great place up by me here on the North shore. That's one of the bigger places for, for covers bands to play. And then it just shut down completely and there's no more live bands there at all, which, and this is, this is a place that would do three nights a week, live bands. And now it's just done. So it's like, I hope that, you know, that's a sad situation. So anyway, we, we don't need to l lament this further, but it's interesting that like, well, maybe in Europe, it's a similar type of thing. So it's kind of sad to hear, but, but that's when we go to YouTube, right. And do our stuff on YouTube, I guess. I mean, I don't know. So yeah, it's real interesting. Yeah. So, I, I yeah. think that's, I mean, life is cyclical and, and things go around and come around again. And um, I, I think we're going to see a, um, I think what's going to happen, or I hope, I have a, a few theories when there's a, a lot of hope involved in those theories that people are going to miss live music so much that it's going to have to come back at some point. Oh, I like uh, it. There's, there's a hole. <laughs> yes. There's a hole. And, and certainly for me, I haven't seen a live band in far, far too long. And oh, okay. Yeah. Um, one of the one of my theories and one of my hopes is that grunge is going to make a comeback. Oh, and it, it kind of already is. And grunge being, or, or punk grunge being yep. easy bar chords, easy power chords, all about the emotion and the energy and the the reason behind the music rather than the technical prowess. And I, th I there's a lot of politics going on at the moment. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm not going to go uh, too I've far down. I've noticed this yeah. a little bit. Yeah, little, maybe a little bit. Yeah, little sprinkling of politics going yeah. around the world. And now is the time where some musicians, some young musicians, are, are going to hopefully change the world with some basically a new rage against the machine or something like that or yeah totally yeah some angry oh, young like people this, yeah. i like this theory i think i think you might be right too and i think that's yeah. the, maybe maybe in a, in a in a silver lining kind of way that you know what what's happened in the last couple of years and, and how political everything's gotten that might spark a, a, a number of new great bands right I hope so. I, I yeah. hope so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, and I hope guitar is one of the instruments that's involved because it, it may not be if we're totally honest with ourselves that I hope it is. Yep. Yep. It's and, hard yeah. to play synthesizer angry. You can't really <laughs> click a mouse angrily. I, yeah. How do you click a mouse? <laughs> I mean, I'm angry. You can. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. It's, it's what it is. Um, that that's awesome man it's well, like you know, when you're trying to it's like when you're angry and you're trying to hang up on somebody on your cell phone you can't do it anymore like you can't you used to be able to slam, slam the phone, phone down that would it click <laughs> <laughs> you just hit the button and it just goes silent but it doesn't have the same kind of cachet um no. yeah no i think i think that's a good point i think i think there's a bunch of kids out there that are going to be the next kind of guitar gods that, that that's another thing we've talked about is you know and that's one of the reasons we started this podcast because especially people kind of our age that are class classic rock fans, people are our age and older, I think that are classic rock fans always like to lament, you know, rock is dying. Oh yeah. There's no good oh, bands yeah. oh. out there. So one of the things we make a point <laughs> of every week now is to is sh shout out some bands that are doing it right. Like this is a band, this is a current band right now, 
that is doing it right. And we think you should check out. Right. So, um, but you know, that's where, you know, as we wrap up here, that's kind of where we wanted to get to and ask you, like we do a somewhat of a lightning round at the end. We like to do with our guests. So, um, Oh no. What kind of, this is where we will put you on the spot a little bit. So yeah. Like what, the here first, qu- the I'm first ready. question is, you know, what is a current band that you like right now? Kind of a- any, any genre that you think maybe isn't as well known and people should check out. <laughs> I, I have to I, again i have to be honest and authentic i've yeah, listened please. to the end i've i've listened to the encanto soundtrack more than i have guitar bands oh. in the past month oh yeah i'm sure um, yeah. we, we can I, all relate you know what Andy? Firstly, my kids it's love fantastic it. they, my it's kids fantastic. they love the encanto i can't stop thinking we don't suck about bruno i can't stop singing that it's 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 so catchy me too <laughs> And and the one about the surface is it surface pressure? But Lisa sings. It's phenomenal. oh yeah, that's my daughter a, loves what it. What a great song! A strong f- female uh, role model. So oh, I know I'm dodging the question, but what I'm trying to say is I I genuinely do not have an answer from you. Okay, All because right. I'm I'm discovering music through my through my son again, as I've mentioned several times. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I, I haven't listened to chart music or anything like that, or I, I've just gone to Gary Clark Jr., which I know he's been oh, around for a long, long time. Oh, he's that, amazing. That counts. We, that counts. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. That counts. He's a, okay. he's a fantastic. He's great. Okay, well, we then, then that's my answer. Gary Clark okay. Jr. is if you, if you into blues and, and kind of Hendrix stuff as well, then, then maybe give him a try. I, I like his, um, is it black and blue? That EP? Black and blue. Yeah. 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 Black and blue, he's yeah. a phenomenal player. Yeah, uh, and very understated, and I like his. Again, it's that um, it's not too many notes. You know, it's 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 more feeling in several notes than it is um, more notes than than expression and emotion. Totally. So I enjoy that. Yeah, that's um, he's so. Good. And, he, and he rips on a fuzz pedal occasion. Oh so, yes, oh, he does. Yeah. He loves his fuzz. He loves his fuzz. We love we love the fuzz so much. Um, and- Andy, let me ask you uh, on the same topic that because thanks to the uh, Apple uh, algorithm, uh, I was uh, I was listening to a band that I'm all of a sudden the last couple of weeks really getting into. Uh, It turns out they're from Germany and I hadn't heard of them before, but I think they have uh, four studio albums out and seem a little popular over there. The New Roses. Have you heard about them? We were talking about them before you came on. No, I haven't, but I'm certainly going to write that down. Yeah, uh, write it down. They're they're a great band. They they're, they're definitely fantastic. That, that blues rocky sound and great great singing and and it's okay. it's, it's it they're they're kick ass. But but Dave, well, if I'm gonna sh- if I'm gonna shout out a band that people may not have heard of, there's a band called Blues Pills. Um, blues Pills, okay. From I want to say Sweden. Um, okay. Female led blues rock. Uh, oh, phenomenal! Phenomenal. Blues pills. Uh, yeah, We're so blues pills. pills. And write that down. Seen too. them live a couple of times. Um, amazing. Great lead singer. So much energy. Vintage seventies kind of blues rock. So they're, oh, they're dressed that it. way. And, love and it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really really cool. I really that's, enjoy it. That's really. I'm great. typing no. them into. I'm typing them into my uh, my search box now, is, so I don't forget. 
that's awesome, Andy. This is the essence of the Guitar Dads podcast is we we find these bands and we love to talk them up. Like our favorite band lately is Dirty Honey. I don't know if you've heard about them. We call them the official band of the Guitar Dads podcast. They they don't know it yet. Well, we have tagged them on Instagram, but they haven't responded to us. But if you check out Dirty Honey, um, <laughs> though our listeners I will. know our listeners know about Dirty Honey because we had we had a listener, kind of a fan, a friend of ours on, and he actually brought it up. <laughs> He's like, I don't know why you guys haven't talked oh. about Dirty Honey yet. And I was and we were like, oh, you do. You really do listen to the podcast. So, um, yeah, we can't go an episode without mentioning. Yeah, that. we have. Yeah, that's true. We, they, we have a quota where, you know, we have to talk about Dirty Honey. But they're they're the kind yeah. of same things. 70s inspired blues rock. This the singer will blow your head off. We, we, we've seen them live a couple of times and it, he's kind of like, you know, he he isn't exactly like, you know, a lot of people like to compare Greta Flynn Fleet to Zeppelin. This guy definitely has like that kind of that kind of sound, like this high kind of screechy sound, but it's all his own. And he just, he wails. He's amazing. Anyway, we, we won't gush on about dirty honey, but they're definitely a great band to check out American. Band. I will listen for sure. Yeah. They, they're American band, but they definitely go through the tours of Europe. So I think if you can get to see them at some point, okay, you should check them out. Uh, anyway, Andy, we totally screwed up the lightning round, Dave, but anyway, I think it was a good show. Cause we got some more. That bands. was my fault. Um, the well, other- we, we can go back into it. If you want, I'm, I'm, I'm calm and collected now. I okay. Can, I can do lightning. Not now we'll go back to like more of a more of a traditional question, which is your favorite guitar album of all time, Get, like guitar. Oh, come on, album. guys! <laughs> come on! You want to give us uh, like you, <laughs> Andy? This is what he does to me every week. Sometimes this is almost impossible for me to answer. So sorry, Andy. It's totally but impossible. If you want to throw out a couple, like you know, throw, throw out a couple. Let him answer. Let him answer. <laughs> okay. Well. I have to get my brain in that mode because, um, sorry to di- digress slightly, but as a YouTuber, you don't get that much spare time. No, I know. You're not just um, listening to music. I get to it. To play guitar. Yeah, yeah. The, what I'll just do is I'll give you the ones that came to my head instantly. The, the one that came instantly was Unplugged in New York from Nirvana. Oh. I don't know why. Nirvana. Um, yep. That's good. I have to That's say uh, uh, Hendrix, I uh, experienced is always a classic yes. for me. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, 80s queen Ooh. because it was mm. what i grew up with it was the only band my dad would let us play in the house but also then queen <laughs> 2 the album when i later you know realized that they had music before radio gaga yeah um what else I, i'm really I, I was really into rock and roll as a teenager i had this really weird divide between grunge and rock and roll yeah yep. so um yeah anything 50s rock and roll the the cleanish guitar oh okay um, yeah yeah yeah. cool uh, um <laughs> again i've got to shout out blues pills definitely really okay some great. of the best stuff i'm gonna have to check i've them. ever heard check uh, them out. wow that's really great yeah all right andy all right well last one and this is yep, again go. this is this is again almost impossible but what's your favorite like, or you can shout out a couple of guitar solos, particular guitar solos that kind of pop into your head as, as your favorites of all time. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have to sort of generalize with Brian May generally. Totally. Yeah. Because I love his melodic approach to that. So Killer Queen always sticks out in my head. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just because it's so... Yeah. Um, so hummable, so do do doable. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that guitar solo. 
I have to say, um, I have to say Smells Like Teen Spirit because it was one of the first ones I learned and I was so proud of it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Just and follows the melody line. Yeah, and, the classic yeah, yeah. follow the melody line type of solo, which can be just, and in that song, just perfectly placed and everything. So, yeah, cool. And probably Heartbreaker, Led Zeppelin. Oh, oh, that's now you're my jam. That's oh, my jam. Yeah, yeah. Dave and I did like half of an episode on which one is better, Led Zeppelin two or four. Do you want to weigh in on that? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> two. Oh, yes. oh, okay. <laughs> you're on Dave's side on this one. I was, I was always contesting four, but all right. I well, don't even think he we, hesitated. Now <laughs> we know where we stand on this. I, Thank you, Andy. I politely hesitated, but I didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> but Heartbreaker, the yeah, no, Heartbreaker's, out. Heart, Heartbreaker is one of the solos that really, you know, as like a teenager got me into guitar like that. That is just like quintessential stuff. It's like, whoa, right? There's the rawness of what's going on there too. And if you listen to the lives, the, the live oh, stuff yeah. is what really got me with that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's Definitely. like, it's so raw and awesome. Um, so anyway, well, this has been great, Andy. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, it's been, we've had, wow, we've kind of gone on long enough here, but we re really appreciate it. This has been a great time. Thank you for coming on. Anything else, Dave? <laughs> Yeah, Andy, why not uh, just for our listeners and anybody else listening, why don't you can you uh shout out um you know yeah, your YouTube your channel, stuff. your your all your stuff. Plug up plug sure. all your stuff for us. Well, as you said at the beginning, uh it's the guitar geek on YouTube. On Instagram, it's Andy Guitar Geek because the guitar geek was taken. Oh. Um <laughs> If that's you search funny. my name, you might also find my YouTube channel where I'm, I'm doing the singing. That's still up there. Um, oh, and if you cool. search my name on Spotify, you'll find the album I released in 2013. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which I highly out. recommend. Oh, very um, cool. Not as a guitar player, but as a singer-songwriter, I would absolutely recommend that album for someone who has nothing better to do for about 27 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Definitely we will. Absolutely. That's very awesome. Cool. Um, I'm obviously very trying very hard to be a TikTok star. So, you know, please search me on there because oh, yeah. I need to, you know. Uh, no, I'm joking. I've, I've, I'm on there, but I don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> that's the latest thing. TikTok's I know. a whole, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, um, just find me on YouTube for the Guitar Geek. Go and look for, you know, the latest crappy pedal demo playing stuff. You'll find me somewhere. Awesome. No, it's awesome. great. And we definitely, obviously, we, as we've said at the top, and we'll say it again, we, we absolutely love your content, what you put out there. Thank you. Very much enjoy it. And that's why we wanted to have you on. Uh, so we appreciate your time and uh, I think we're going to wrap up and that was uh, this week's Guitar Dads podcast keep rock alive catch you guys on the flip